And uh, welcome back to Red Country. Oh, welcome. Your, welcome. I am one of your hosts, <laughs> Nick Rucker, the country part. And as always, hey. Hey, I'm Justin. I'm the rad part. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's awesome. That is wonderful. Uh, hey, what's up? So, you survived some things this week. Yeah, I suppose I did. Ugh. It looked like you uh, were like trapping ticks and then getting out of like some sort of bondage contraption <laughs> or handcuffs, whatever. Yes. Uh, lots of, I learned this week how to get out of handcuffs um, using a bobby pin. Um, <laughs> a shim is another option or a makeshift key and how to pick a locks and like padlocks and then okay. how to make a fire if you don't have anything to make a fire with um, <clears throat> and um let's see what else did i learn um how to conceal yourself if you're trying to hide from your captors basically i went through a survival course for people that are not listening and i'm not going to name the name <clears throat> of the course that i went to um just for the simple fact that i was not impressed by it so um mm. and that was just personal preference from uh, one of the instructors so the overall experience was was probably good for the simple fact that uh I learned a lot about myself, I guess you could say, <clears throat> in a in a interesting setting. Let's say that not what I thought, not not what was uh, uh, what was I guess marketed to me, and not what I felt I paid for. I did not feel like I got what I huh. paid for. So <clears throat> that's unfortunate. But you said there was some there were some things that you we're able to get. From yeah. It. Yes. And definitely, um, I won't name any names. <clears throat> Long story short, eight people, we had eight people, um, mm -hmm. across the United States had the option to come to this. People flew in from, uh, Florida, um, flew in from Iowa, Wyoming, <clears throat> Ohio. And of the eight people, none of this was orchestrated. Nobody spoke about it. I ended up knowing somebody that was in the class that was from ohio interesting so, yeah I, I won't name any names yeah. um it's probably probably not somebody that you know but <clears throat> definitely somebody that um i've worked with in mm -hmm. the past few years and it was like what how did this <laughs> happen um and so i probably would have left early had it not been uh that situation just because mm -hmm. of how well or how poorly it was ran so the long story short, yeah, learned, um, uh, learned how to start a fire, learned how to create a uh, Yeti uh, pack, which is basically you're creating what looks like a, oh, I guess like snowshoes is kind of what I compare it to. And out of uh, 550 cord or parachute cord, and then you basically use your surroundings, whatever it is, like we had leaves and trees and everything else around us. So you build a base, which the base layer of your environment is usually leaves that are fallen in the fall. Um, if not, then it's usually grass, something mm -hmm. like that. Um, and then you just build it out from there, weaving stuff into the, to the uh, 550 cord. And it was, uh, it was pretty cool, you know, because <clears throat> then we played kind of like a hide and seek, um, split up into teams of four and one team went and hid and the other team, you try, had to try and find them basically. And it was fucking hard. Like we made, we yeah. did pretty good making nice. those. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, uh, just learning how to make a fire. Uh, yeah. Without, tell me about that you you're literally making a fire with no tools no resources here yeah so it's feral rod i'm sure you've probably heard of those before mm -hmm. um is what we learned so we were going to do bow drills um 
which is like on, I'm sure if anybody's ever seen Castaway, well, that's not a bow drill, but uh, where you take a stick, put it on a hollowed out piece of stick, and then you have uh, feathering, which is, feathering is basically you take a piece of wood that is ultimately kind of the same size or length of your knife, and you take it and you punch the 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 edge of your blade into the end of the wood and it kind of splits it like a log um, and then you just kind of tap on it until it mm-hmm. splits it and then you take those like you would break it into fours you would take one piece of those that four piece and then you would take it basically like you were slicing meat where you run across the whole blade you don't just run across one piece of blade and you feather the wood down until it mm-hmm. makes the little twisties at the end what looks like twisted but you don't want it to break off i mean if it does it's not a huge deal <laughs> but the ultimately the goal is to keep it together For um, kindling. And you, yes and so then um, you would take that and you would put that and you would sit there and take a 550 cord to a bow what mm-hmm. looks like a bow and you would rub it until the friction would create a fire um, we didn't get to that part, but we did get into uh, the ferrule rods. Um, and so the ferrule rod, if nobody's ever heard of that, is basically it's a, a rod that acts as an igniter. Um, and you can take your knife if you've got it. And <clears throat> I, I honestly I don't remember what it's made out of. So I'll have to look and I can recap that at some other point. But I imagine it's something that's probably similar to your flint that's in in your like a big lighter or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and you sit there and you strike it hard um with your with the uh um top part part of your knife and it creates a spark that shoots down into whatever you've got um, we broke up into separate little areas so it was basically we had you have your larger pieces of wood you have your smaller pieces of wood and then you have your twigs the stuff that's actually going to start first and then mm-hmm. you build it out until it's, you know, a large fire, <clears throat> um, was pretty, it, it wasn't hard to grasp the concept at first. Um, it was more of like, it was the techniques. I understood what had to happen, mm-hmm. but there was a technique to do it. So I bought one and I practiced it out here and it was like within five <laughs> seconds, I could have lit the house on fire, but, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but it's good stuff to have, uh, and it's, it's pretty cool to be able to go out now and say, hey, I don't have a lighter. So, And I probably would start any fire I ever start with that rather than uh, relying on, you know, conventional means. Yep. Uh, and then um, <clears throat> got into – so that was basically the first couple of days. So the first couple of days were technically like you're in a wooded area, you're out doing whatever you're doing um you have to survive on means of little means of things that that it didn't get into too detail on that part because it really wasn't about that it was more of the um so if anybody's ever heard of seer which is the um survive escape uh, or um what the fuck is wrong with me um uh survive escape resist and evade so you're basically like if you were ever held captive um it's this these are means of you getting back to safety or getting out of certain situations that you find yourself in um and so the survival part was more of that the wooded area the evasion part the evasion part was like making um your um yeti Yeti pack and able to hide, um, finding different ways to hide to blend in with your environment. There was a camo portion we were supposed to go through. We didn't, which I don't understand why. Um, there was a few things that we didn't go through that I was kind of disappointed about, but, um, uh, the, uh, resist part started after that, which was way more intense than the rest of it. Um, so it got into knife fighting, um, learning how to like if you i mean ultimately if you 
typically they like they said like you're more likely somebody's carrying a blade on them than than a gun mm-hmm. and so the ability for you to procure a knife is going to be greater than a gun yep. and so um we went into just drills on on how to where to slash people um to make the most damage mm-hmm. on somebody which is i kind of already knew that stuff just from the military i mean you know where the main arteries run which is in your neck and in, in your inner thighs and and <clears throat> hitting vital organs and stuff that'll maybe not kill them right away but it will eventually um and so uh we went in through the knife fighting and building up to that though we learned how to get out of uh different restraints so these right here and if you can hear it like handcuffs um learn how to get out of handcuffs using a bobby pin um which was it took it took a little bit to get used to that um Mm -hmm. because it it takes a lot of you're just manipulating a key um and trying to so i'll just say this um on here because why shouldn't everybody know? I mean, just don't use it for illegal purposes. But um, so inside of a set of handcuffs in that key area, if you look at a key, there's no like, it's not like a regular lock set key that mm-hmm. you're going to see to your house. There's no like sequence to it. it. It's one bar. And what it's doing is inside of there is a leaf spring. Um, and as it clicks, there's another pin that's in there that's relieving releasing as you push in releasing the tension on that spring or putting more tension on it and it's clicking into place on the next set on the handcuffs as you can see the kind of sawtooth on there Um, and it clicks into place and the only way to relieve that is to relieve the tension on the the leaf spring that's in there and so what you do is you make a bobby pin that that manipulates or like looks as though it's like a key with a little um prong that comes out of it and you release the tension off that and you just break them break out of them it's it's fairly mm-hmm. simple never i guess until um i had to do it i never really thought anything of it so uh, i never had to worry about it so why think about it um <clears throat> there's there's multiple ways to do it you can shim uh shim the outer edge so that's basically where the the uh, locking mechanism goes down into the body of the handcuffs. You shim the edge, which then puts the spring, the leaf spring in a downward position. So no longer having tension on the the bar itself. And then they just slide open. Um, You can create all all sorts. I mean, really, you don't even need a bobby pin. Um, Anything you could find um, that's on your body that would couldn't, that could uh, manipulate uh, that key and put Mm -hmm. tension on that. Super simple. I mean, anything, any kind of like a piece of metal or, you know, like uh, uh, anything. So um, once you get that done, um, then the, uh, we were supposed to go into plastic cuffs, which we didn't, which was disappointing. And mm. the whole time, and just so to put this into perspective, the whole time I'm thinking it was a week. We had a week. It's a lotted amount of time to learn all this stuff, and we're not learning all yes. this stuff. So that's why I was a little disappointed. <laughs> anyway, so we go through, we learn um, how to basically use our surroundings to our advantage. So if we were to evade our captors, how to persuade people to get what we want from them. Mm. Um, talk, talking to people about like, Hey, I, this happened. I need to, I need a place to stay or a place to hide out. Um, Mm -hmm. that's hard to train. Um, whenever, especially if you don't have those skills, I think naturally you just kind of have to have those skills. Mm -hmm. Um, but a lot of emphasis on, not overreacting because as soon as you overreact, people don't want to help you. Um, and which makes sense. And so the, after all that was kind of said and done, um, then you're, you're evading your captors, uh, trying to just stay away from them. 
And the last portion of this, of this training was, so the, the whole time while we were there, we were sleeping in tents and um, just, I, I took food with me. That was what was in the prerequisites was you bring your own food, you bring mm-hmm. um, your own means of like maintaining yourself while you're in the class and um, all this stuff. Learn how to, uh, how to filter water with only charcoal and sand, nice. um, which was pretty interesting. So I wanted to make something clear because in the training, he said that you could use charcoal off of like burnt wood embers and you can't. So, mm-hmm. um, which <clears throat> didn't make sense to me when he said it. And so I had to like do my own research because I was like, that's charcoals. Like you mine for coal, charcoal. Mm-hmm. And so that's years and years of like stones crushing to create coal itself because coal is what happens before you get diamonds. Right. So, right. So that doesn't make any sense that you can just burn a piece of wood and then that's your charcoal. So just to set that straight, if anybody has any questions, you can't do it. It's not the same thing. You can filter water. You can filter water Mm -hmm. with, um, with, uh, coals off of a fire, but you have to know that it's clean first, like no, no bacteria etc because anything that's on the wood or diseasing the wood yes yeah well that plus it it will filter it um it will it will clear the water up but it won't get rid of any kind of like bad shit that's in it um and so the after that so really and just for people that are listening the the way that you do this is so coal you take pieces of charcoal and Mm -hmm. you grind it up into a powder and then you have that powder well coal once it gets wet it wants to float it wants to filter with the water so you have to have a base for it in order to hold it solid and so what you do is you cut the top off a water bottle and or cut a water bottle in half because you're going to use both ends and if you have two water bottles, it's a lot easier because then you get more water. But anyway, you fill the base with sand, regular just sand, which is usually, I mean, if, if you don't have that, get some rocks, whatever is available. Um, something that's finer than big stones. And then you put a layer of charcoal. And then on top of that, so that the charcoal doesn't float, then you put another layer of sand or fine rocks and then on top of that also just so that you don't get any splashing or anything like that then you put uh just like pebbles stones so mm-hmm. that it, you get it uh a, a more steady flow um as you're pouring it over your sand and and then it's re- it happens really fast um i was kind of surprised so you cap the water you put the water in that you want to filter and you start to uncap it just barely. So as you're doing this, right, if you have two water bottles, you cut the top off the other bottle, you put that one down inside of it so that it would leak into uh, a, <clears throat> a clean reservoir, mm-hmm. crack, crack the lid on it just enough that you get a dribble and you want about one drop every three seconds. Um, that's kind of like where the sweet spot is at. And it works. Um, I drank it. I pulled some water out of this creek that was like next to us and tasted great to me. I haven't had explosive diarrhea, so (laughs) it must be good. Um, So basically, I mean, that was the big one. So I, I think now just like in a situation where like what we've talked about in the past is like a survival situation where you don't know if the water coming out of your faucet is clean anymore. Or mm-hmm. if you are able to retain some like rainwater, rainwater is not always clean, just so everybody knows. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, it does. <clears throat> it's comes from the sky, whatever um, <laughs> comes from uh, the but, heavens. Okay. We will, manna, yes, we will, manna we from the heavens. That. Um, but <clears throat> it, where you're going to collect it from, like if you collect it off of your roof or somewhere like that, right. think about it. Like that's There's not nasty, clean. rotten leaves in your <clears throat> gutters and you're just taking it from the also, downspout. 
all sorts of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> it would behoove of you. Uh, if somebody's thinking about doing something like this is to, or to just a backup plan to, Hey, we don't have any clean water is, but we have coal, um, mm-hmm. maybe some charcoal briquettes. Don't get like the, the Kingsford stuff because that already has like lighter fluid in it. And then you'll get really fucking sick. Um, but get something, just have a bag of that. Even if you have a, don't have a shitload of it, but also that's something just taking a brick of coal with you on like a hiking trip where, mm-hmm. Hey, we ran out of water cause we got lost, <clears throat> but now I can get water out of this stream and I can, I have a means of filtering it. Mm-hmm. So, um, and really if you're out on a hike or something like that, there's sandbars everywhere. You just got to, Hey, just set something like that up. It's already made. You're ready to go. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a good the idea. kind of, that's the kind of shit I wanted to learn. And so, which was great. Um, it really was. Uh, so the knife, knife fighting stuff was <laughs> awesome. It really was. That was a, a time for us to release some tension, I guess, cause we'd been, kind of cooped up for a while and um i had fucking i have marks all over my body i almost lost the nipple it was just like <laughs> oh. <laughs> these are rubber knives but yeah. they hurt like hell it's still you're gonna know if you got hit with one but uh so then the big the big bang um at the end which was uh treacherous uh fucking nightmare was <laughs> um so this was the part that I had a big problem with and I won't go into the great detail of why I had a problem with it, but, uh, it just was, um, I don't know how to say it. I felt like I was dimed out, um, because I had military experience. So that Mm. was what, like, what, what pissed me off, I guess you could say. So anyway, regardless, of how it went, whatever. So this is what happened. So we basically last day, um, you're doing your, your, everything you learned, you're taking it all and you're going to use it in a, in a mock scenario. And so Mm -hmm. the, you walk down a road and these guys that you've been, that have been training you for the past week, kidnap you per se, uh, handcuff you to each other. And then you start running and doing calisthenics and, and Mm -hmm. which I fucking, I love that part. Um, (laughs) But uh, then they walk you, you lose your boots in the process. They take your boots um, and then they walk you over to a, a fake camp area. Um, And then you get on your knees and all this whole time yelling fucking absurdities to you. Um, We're talking like, They've done their homework trying to figure out who you are and they're using it against you at this point. Um, And so then they basically this whole time, and this is, this was, didn't have a problem with this. They were, they had tasers and they were tasing you Mm -hmm. um, as you were going along, which was, wasn't horrible for anybody that's thinking that a taser is bad. I mean, it fucking hurts, but it's not, (laughs) it's not anything like super serious that um, you should uh, be alarmed about, but um, you get to a wooded area, then you get down. And so I was the lead guy um, in the front of everybody else. And so, which was probably the worst thing for everyone else, because like you can only go as fast as your slowest guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we had some big guys that couldn't move very fast. And so whenever they made us run, I was ready to fucking run. Um, (laughs) And the other guys like couldn't keep up, but we're all handcuffed together. But also at the same time, we're getting yelled at because we're not moving fast enough. But, and so they're trying to get me to move faster, but I can't. So I'm getting fucking electrocuted. And and I'm like, what the fuck? Come on. You know, like uh, I was tired of getting shocked basically. Um, But I kept together. We got there. Um, they had us kneel down and that's when like we got bagged. Um, so we're talking like bag over your face. And I thought, well, I've got a lot of room to breathe in here. Like it's not a huge deal. And so, um, was, was fine. Everything was fine. Then they tape it. They tape the bag closed. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so I'm not saying like it wasn't a plastic bag. It was like a a, a fucking feed like sack. Like a cloth bag. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I think they were pillowcases is what it was. But thick enough to where every time you took a breath in, the bag sucked to your face. Um, mm. You blow out. So it was, it was fucking hot. And it was getting hot inside the bag. Um, and so which can lead to claustrophobia. It, I was getting in my head more. But um, so coming up to the part that I had kind of an issue with, but so basically they tape, they're trying to, they, they tape everybody's eyes um, because of what they're about to do next um, or tape around your eyes because I don't know if anybody's ever messed with bear spray, um, but bear spray comes out of like, it looks like a fire extinguisher and it comes out at about 70 miles per hour. And it's really bad if it hits you directly in your eyeballs. Um, you can lose your eyesight, etc. So they, I didn't know really any of this until I was like doing some, a little bit of research after the fact. And so they taped, he, they taped me, but they taped across my nose. And so mm. I couldn't, at that point, I couldn't breathe like hardly at all. Well, but I was like, you know what? I'm not fucking, I'm not tapping out. Like this isn't, that's not going to happen. And so I was just like making do and I could kind of see through the, the sack a little bit. Um, and so they are, they're still yelling and blah, blah, blah. And I kind of see them moving around in front of me and we're like probably three feet in front of me or so three or four feet, not very far. And then all of a sudden I just got hit in the face with fucking with bear spray from three or four feet away yeah and it literally what? went in it went into like directly into my eyeball like my left eye oh. and my eyeball just fucking <clears throat> in me, i thought i thought i'd lost my i thought it exploded that's what it felt like oh my um, god I, did, I didn't feel any burning or anything like that i just felt like it had pressure i thought it burst i thought it had burst oh. um and I was like, what the, f-? and they knew like immediately something had happened. Yep. Um, and so you have like a, a like a, um, a safe word basically. And they didn't even have to say it. They were already on me. Like mm-hmm. we got to get him out of here um, or get out of the situation basically. And so I said the word and I took, they took the sack off and I was like, I was like, of course, then the effects, I mean, it's, it's then in the air, yeah, which makes it a hundred thousand times worse. So I didn't know what was actually wrong. Um, and so I'm like led out to this, like taken away from everybody else, led out to a, um, uh, a ranger deal and mm-hmm. <clears throat> drove back to like an aid station. And I'm like, I'm, pretty sure like i I couldn't open my eyes like this stuff was fucking potent and i'm like wandering around and nobody's there like it was just like not set up well um like the whole situation and i had basically i didn't know like nobody was there to look at me nobody was like there to check out my eye and i couldn't like I've, I've been around pepper spray before, like, Mm -hmm. and I know kind of like its effects and I was like, okay, I just need to chill out. Like, it's probably like not as bad as I'm in my brain. I'm making it out to be. And so ultimately it took, I don't think I was like my eye and everything wasn't okay until like, probably this was early morning. This was like 10 o'clock in the morning we're talking like probably seven or eight o'clock that night. I was finally like able to open like this eye and like we're able to like look around. So I, I'm fine today. And so I'm thankful, pretty thankful for that because I think that like I was looking at that, what, you know, online and everything else and for like that bear spray that they used, um, it comes out of that can at like 70 miles per hour. And yeah. within, within, even 20 feet, you can cause permanent eye damage. And so I was very fortunate that that didn't happen. I was going to say, those um, cans are made to spray bears from a pretty significant distance. Yeah, 20 feet is what, yeah. like, you don't want a bear within 20 feet, basically. <laughs> right. So, wow. 
um, the whole situation, it, it was um, from the get go, there was a lot of just like things not put in place that should have been put in place as far as like, there was alcohol involved. There was all mm-hmm. this other stuff that was playing into this. And I'm like, things that weren't okay throughout the whole week. Yeah. And so there was, uh, I was supposed to finish a, to enable to finish it and get like a certificate was supposed to go into, they drop you off in a city that you're next spot that you're close to. And you're supposed to go and do all these tasks um, and find a place to stay for the night and all this stuff, which in my, would have been fine had, uh, you know, some things not happened and all that. But I was like, you know what? I don't care for you. Uh, and I don't want to be here anymore. So I'm going to go home. Um, mm-hmm. So if, if the things had been handled differently um, and I felt like there was like an, a sincerely a, I did not mean to do that. I wouldn't have had a second thought about continuing, but the simple fact that I know that it was, it was a lack of of, experience or professionalism one way or the other. Correct. Or premeditated. There was, there was a little bit of singling me out. um, I felt like, which sounds Mm. fucking silly, but there's just too many like indicators pointing in that direction. Well, either Um, way, I mean, even if it wasn't, bear spray in particular that could actually take out your eyes like if they were using something different i could see whatever give this guy a little bit more than everybody else because he might have experience in this area or something make it more yeah. challenging for you right but that's don't fucking actually make somebody lose their eyesight <laughs> right uh. <clears throat> so yeah it was um had it been a different instructor probably um i would have you know probably had a better experience but i think they're the only ones that do this on the civilian side and that's what Mm i ultimately went to do was just uh like that scenario that i was in that's why i was there Mm -hmm. and to have it like cut short really pissed me off and was like hey i paid good money to be here and now i can't finish it because of your actions so yeah yeah but ultimately man it was it was fun. It was the guys that I've met there made it worth it. Um, it was, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just like guys flew in from people quit their jobs to take this course. Like I was like, I don't wow. know what the fuck you're talking about, but like why you did that. But, um, but yeah, there was guys that were trying to get like, and I don't, I don't understand the whole thing. I was just doing it just to do it. Um, but I think there's some guys that were trying to get like, Hey, I've gone through this course and this course to be like, like certification of to say, Hey, I've, I can train now, train other people. Sure. But, um, yeah, it was, it was fun. I learned, you know, I learned a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have learned without going Mm -hmm. and, and probably more about myself and how, like, I think if anything, like for people that are listening to this, um, don't get yourself in a situation like that. Let's, let's just say that. So I would say this, I would say that if you were ever in a situation where you are initially like, say, let's, okay, let's, let's create a fake scenario. Let's say that you're at a gas station and somebody tries to take your car. Um, Either one, just let them fucking have it. Mm -hmm. Or if you're going to, fight for that or if they try to kidnap you in the car go down fucking swinging there don't let them take you to another place because <laughs> <clears throat> that's whenever the shit's over like <clears throat> that's whenever it gets real yeah. and so um yeah anytime that and especially i think it gave me a better like appreciation for like making sure that like my kids are mm-hmm. the, the kids upstairs are like I'm not leaving them alone, you know, cause dude, there's just so many things going through my brain of like, you don't want to ever be in a situation where somebody that you care about is kidnapped or, <clears throat> or taken or having to like, you know, find themselves out of the only reason really I did was because I travel so much and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, I could, it could potentially, I'd probably be a 
a, not a target for that somebody was going to go for um, just because I'm uh, male and, and <laughs> all this stuff, but I'm probably going to kidnap you. If I see you in the wild. Yeah. In the wild. <laughs> Mommy, the I want wild. that one. Rad. I want <laughs> that one there. Uh, yeah. No, that is incredibly frightening when you hear stories of um, kids gone missing. Yeah. Thoughts flare up that I don't like to entertain, but I do entertain them only because only for like preparation for something that you hope never happens. Right. Right. Like just mental preparation, but also, I mean, you're equipped now. I mean, even with the stuff that you learn or the, the few nuggets that you took from this week or last week, whatever it was. Um, yeah. You can, you know, show your kids that some of that stuff, like here's how you start yeah. a fire. For example, maybe they don't even get kidnapped. They just get lost. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Maybe you need to start a fire. Maybe you need to keep warm or, you know, figure out where to get your next meal type thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of nuggets in there that I was thinking to myself, like, oh, good. I can go train this. I could tell somebody else how to do this or this. And yeah. And like the water, that was the big one for me the water and the fire starting. And just thinking, be prepared in the case that I think we all like think to ourselves, hopefully this never happens. Like I don't want to find myself in that situation, but if I do, I don't want to be the person that doesn't know what's what to do. Right. Right. And and so you don't want to be the guy in the, in the back panicking, like, Oh my God, I've never, I don't know. You know, like, yeah, yeah, maybe just prepare a little bit, even if you never need to use it. But like you said earlier too, I mean, hiking, this is a perfectly good place to use these skills. Yes, for sure. Like the water purification, I mean, and just starting a fire. I mean, like yeah. if for some reason you got off track and and thinking about like, what should I carry with me? And mm-hmm. like, what would I, I mean, now it's like, I've got this pack, like fucking loaded down with shit <laughs> that I just like, I can just throw this around my, my waist. I mean, it's a fanny pack. Nobody can see it, but yeah. throw it around my waist and. I've got everything I would probably need to survive in there Mm -hmm. and, and uh, just carrying certain things because you never know, like, like that, that makes me like, think, should I always have a knife on me just in case? Like, Mm -hmm. cause you know, what's guns can easily be taken away. Right. Knives are easier to conceal and, people aren't going to expect a lot of knives i guess but i mean i'm not saying that like it's a tool that you have that's easy to have with you all kind of at all times you know i try to keep them in like strategic places so like you know just always have one in like these particular places that way it's like okay quick i can i can't see myself not ever being in one of these scenarios or one of these you know, areas where I can just grab it real quick type thing. If I don't have right. one on me. Yes. So. And knowing how to use it so that you don't hurt yourself in the process. <laughs> There's That's probably pretty important too. Yes. And I mean, that's just as simple as knowing how to use an knife, I guess. And yeah. <clears throat> anything that you can get kind of a lanyard on as well, so that it's like attached to your body too. So it can't be taken away. And if you drop, falls out of your hand or something like that and some of the stuff too like what we trained on was during the knife fighting stuff was like wrestling somebody that has a knife Mm. and how to stay out of the way of getting stabbed um and how to pin it we did some like handgun um just taking a handgun away from people and it's Mm. just it was too much to cram into one week yeah um you would have to do that pretty consistently. Like you would have to take a knife fighting course or which I have no desire to do that. I mean, if I'm up against a guy that's like a knife fighter, like good night, like (laughs) (laughs) slash to ribbons. I mean, you Um, still have the option to run away from these scenarios too. Right. I mean, 
Correct. Nobody wants That's to be the mean. guy that runs away, but fuck it. If you're up against a knife fighter, like I'm running, I don't like, I mean, I'm going to, if I'm by myself, I'm out of there. See ya. Or don't be the person that starts the shit. Like, There's you know, of course there are other situations where you're protecting something that you care about. Right. Um, and you have That's to different. like defend yourself, but don't go out there looking for a fight. Like, <laughs> right. and I felt like, I felt like that was the training that I was kind of being uh, a part of this week was like, really? you're the guy out there looking for a fight. Yeah. Mm. Um, you're not just defending yourself. It's more of like, you're an asshole and you're out there like starting shit. So yeah. Don't be that guy. Yeah. And I think, I think if I, what was kind of interesting about it was I'm a, I'm a trainer. I train people not to train hundreds and hundreds of people now Mm -hmm. and and i was like now i know exactly not how to train people like (laughs) (laughs) so i was just thinking to myself i'm like man you know i'm very fortunate that i have had the experiences i guess i've had to you know be able to say well go train these guys and you know kind of figure it out and, and have and we get you know, we have some world-class trainers, I guess, um, where I work. And so it's just <laughs> one of those things where you're yeah. just like, I could, I may not know these skills, but I could definitely, you know, I know some people that could be a lot better at training this. So, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a business for them. And it's like, if you suck at running your business, then it is what it is, you know, like, Right. Maybe really good at marketing. Just get but. better. Cool, man. That's yeah. it. It's it's exciting to learn new skills, even if it, you know, ended kind of in an unfortunate. Yeah. And way. really, regardless of start to finish, even with the last portion of the training, the the actual like capture and all that, there was nothing that happened to anybody else that didn't happen to me that day basically like so everybody was pepper sprayed everybody did cardio everybody um so really i got the full experience (laughs) i just got it a lot worse than everybody else nice um i felt like so but yeah there were some good guys um that i met and just a bunch of different worlds coming together and they were your typical like bushcraft survivalist guys but they were just good dudes to be around mm-hmm. um of course um and then of course running into somebody i knew was fortunate enough because you know i think as i get i i i did the whole thing and it wasn't for my birthday it wasn't for anything like that it was because i've been sober for six years mm-hmm. and i think that if i was to say that hey god was giving me a sign um, or a higher power was giving me a sign. That's why they put me in that situation was because to see, Hey, this is your six year mark. You're going to see just how far you've come by witnessing somebody else that's a day one yeah, or ground zero. So that was another big thing I took away from it. So if, if it came off anybody that was listening to this, I guess if it came off as whining or, or whatever, not whining whatsoever. There was a lesson to be learned from everything. But I will say that people are at different points in their lives. And depending on how you find yourself fit into their life may decide whether or not like your experience um, of something. And so I just think that you have to be, you have to do your homework a lot deeper uh which unfortunately there was no like online reviews or anything like that so you you can be self-proclaimed the best in the country but i think that google and and yelp probably should speak that for you so <laughs> in terms of reviews <laughs> yes and if there's yeah. not any reviews you probably better be asking some serious questions <laughs> yes yep. So, building a building a good looking website is not hard. Yes. Anybody can do that. Squarespace. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. 
all whining aside, all crying aside, I had a good experience. Met some good guys, learned a lot. And now I'm going to, I know exactly <clears throat> what situations in my life I don't ever want to find myself in. Yeah. And getting sprayed with uh, bear spray again. Fucking bear spray. Dude, <clears throat> man, I keep going back to this in my mind. Like the only reference I have, I've been in a car once when somebody sprayed pepper spray. That sucked. Um, but it wasn't as bad as what is it that they use in basic? Is it that CS? CS, yeah. Yeah, that sucked also. <clears throat> yeah. But it wasn't like my eyes, it was more my throat in that scenario. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're breathing that in. That's yeah. that's in the air. That's it's supposed to it's a bronchial basically like gets into your lungs and makes you oh, cough and it clears all your shit up. That's for sure. Oh yeah. My face yeah. was leaking for many minutes after leaving that room. Yes. And going <laughs> through. Yeah. I've been through the gas chamber twice and each time, I mean, this was a hundred times worse than because that's wow. in the air. Yeah. This is more of an, it's an oil. Um, so it's an oil base. And so you can't take it off with water. So it just, it just fucking, spreads it. It's just on you. Not yeah. only that, but the oh shit, the pressure alone, that's probably what made your eye feel like it exploded. If they hit you yeah. directly in the face. Ouch. Yeah. Well, we don't need to be a dead horse, but that would suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was unfortunate because I was really, <clears throat> I think, uh, more disappointed because then I felt like I left everybody behind. But you know, what are you gonna do? I guess I, yeah. I, I just kept telling myself like, well, that's your sign to never put yourself or let anybody else get in that situation first and foremost. So, mm -hmm. yep, yeah. Hmm. Well. If I get kidnapped, hopefully it's with you. <laughs> then at that point, I'm going to be like, you're on your own, motherfucker. Like, spray him, not me. Yeah, spray him. <laughs> Aim for his eyes. Take his glasses off. Well, Thomas never mind. I don't want to be kidnapped with you. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it can be me. I'm just always thinking, like, the whole scenarios were always, like, third world countries, like, yeah. or you're on, like, a a trip to fucking Mexico and you get dude taken by the cartel. I don't want to be the person who's like afraid to travel the world and see things. But when you hear these stories, it's like, it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. Like, Oh, should we go there? Like, do we really consider this place as like a place that we're going to go vacation? Right. But also you don't want to be like super paranoid and stuck in your house either. So. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you just gotta, I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time, but yeah. If it's, I think that if I was traveling somewhere and it was for like a family vacation or vacation, it's like probably going to stick to what, you know, I know would probably be a good idea. The resorts and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to be taking my family into fucking BFE Mexico or BFE Germany because right. I've got a hankering to get a certain kind of bread. <laughs> right. <laughs> <clears throat> but um yeah so anybody that's had a held a grudge against me for my whole life or whatever hey i got my payback this week so <laughs> good there's some shit all, we've been meaning to work out you and i so i'm glad yeah, they did so, it for us yes all the karma <laughs> caught me right in the eye <laughs> uh... what about you man how's the uh Rad wash detailing business going. Dude, it is going chug a lugging. I know that sounded stupid, but it, um, <laughs> dude, we're so busy. We're booked like well into May. So, uh, I am, I feel like my head is always spinning, but it's a really good place to be. So, it's a good crazy yeah. right now. Good. Yeah, man. So, and then I'm working on, I'm like hesitant to say it out loud. I'm working on a thing. It's an idea that uh, I think could be pretty big. So stay tuned. I'm not revealing yeah. a whole bunch right now. Yeah, He's I was going to say, for all the some listeners, he, has, he has, hasn't revealed it to me either. No. Uh, 
um, the, the, um, I think what we did learn after this week, though, was like, I know a group of guys now, like really well that mm-hmm. were like, Hey man, next year we're going to go, let's find another one and go do something different. Um, because the actual like survival wilderness survival stuff would mm-hmm. be cool to do, but you just have, you have to find the right people, you know, like the right. And I think once it, once you find the right place to go train it like probably would be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to click with the people and stuff, but it's kind of weird because like <clears throat> it's not something that I'm into in my like oh it just you know like engulfs my life like mm-hmm. survivalist stuff and so you're kind of like taking myself out of this corporate world and going like oh I can't wait to see what the trees are like mm, can't wait to play with rubber knives <laughs> <laughs> and stick my friends with them. <laughs> Um, you feel that you feel that flick against you uh, uh, you hurting aren't you <laughs> i want to take all your money uh you but fucking nerds but it would be sweet to like i think like next year we were talking about like going and seeing if we can't find like one that would be like hey learning about plants and like medis for medicinal purposes and all that stuff yeah, Which that would be, be really interesting. I've thought about that just being out on hikes. Like, oh shit, if you ran out of food and you were stuck out here for multiple days and you needed to like um <clears throat> you know, kind of scavenge or whatever for for whatever plants, just vegetation. Um dude, I would probably die because I would eat things that I don't know. I know like, you know, some main ones, I suppose, like common knowledge things to stay away from or whatever, or things that are safe. But outside of that, dude, I mean, if I don't see those things, I'm like, oh, this looks yummy. Yeah. And then I fall off a cliff or something because I've eaten the wrong berry. (laughs) Or like, (laughs) what's that movie um, where that kid eats like the potato plant or something like that and he dies? What the Uh, fuck? um, Into the Wild, that one, that movie. Yeah. Okay. Where he finds that. He just goes off the grid and and finds that bus in Alaska or something like that. And he's living out of it, but then he eats some sort of potato plant, but it's not. Um, it basically kills you mm-hmm. by starving you. Um, so that that's where I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Right. Or you just have extremely bad diarrhea, which can probably which kill not- you slowly. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. Right. If you're, if you're in a, yeah. Cause one of the guys, so there was a 45 day course too, that three of the guys that joined us were, that was the last leg of their training and they'd been there for, yeah, 45 days up to that point <clears throat> and had been surviving in the woods, I guess. Um, and had kind of a scout week where they took everything from them um, besides like their knives and, and ways of starting a fire. And one guy had eaten what he thought was because uh, there was wild onions growing around there all over the place. Okay. And he thought he had made onion soup, Oh, but, but it was actually tulip bulbs. Um, and he had, he said, I've never had diarrhea so bad in my life. Yeah. And, it was coming out of both ends and I'm like, dude, that's pretty, that's bad. And then you have to find Mm -hmm. water. Yeah. And And you have to be able to keep it down. Yeah. Wow. But they were saying that after three days of not eating, um, cause I mean, there was nothing really to scavenge there. It's just in the woods. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he was like, one of the guys was like, I didn't have the energy to start a fire. Um, he was like, I would get the wood and bring it over to the thing. He was like, but I would be so lightheaded from carrying it that Mm. I couldn't even manage to start a fire. And he was like, I was slurring my words and dude, they were, that's what it was like when I first met them and got there, they were slow reaction times and like, Mm. they looked rough. And I was like, cause they just gotten out of that week where they had to survive on whatever they could find. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And then as they started eating more throughout the days that we were there, they were like perking up and I'm like, Oh, that that's fucking crazy. They were nine days without really without any protein. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you can fast for 40 days, but <laughs> you're, you're, uh, I'm not going to be in good shape. Let's just say that. You're like a zombie. You're just running on that little lizard brain. <clears throat> yes. That thing that's just yep. keeping your body kind of like moving. Yep. Yeah, that would that would be horrible. And then they were saying that trying, I mean, it's not the season for berries and stuff like that and all this. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> trying to like trap animals and like I didn't see a single animal out there. I saw a bunch of ticks, that's for sure. But yeah, I didn't see a single animal um, because it's like Branson is literally, it was like 30 minutes away, Branson, Missouri. And, okay. and so we're not far from civilization. So it's not <laughs> like you got a bunch of, you know, wildlife passing through there. Right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how that would, We'll go down. It would be cool to go to like somewhere where you did like a nine day course and it was you had to survive off of whatever was there, but there was stuff there to survive on, like kind sure. of deal. Like, hey, you can kill that deer if you see it. Like, and then you really got to put your skills to the test and figure out how to do Just, things. That would be sweet. You tiptoe over to the deer and get it with your knife. <laughs> All I can see is you jumping on the back of a deer. <laughs> Guys, I got it. Or trying to get after him with a frying pan. <laughs> there you go. Get over here. Yeah. You just fucking run up and smack it with a frying pan. Boom. Like he falls over. <laughs> he wakes up and I'm cutting his belly open. Like, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> no, probably not. But yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. Would, uh, if you want to go next year, I don't think we're going to do a seven-day course again. We're going to do like a one or two day course so yeah way yeah. more uh, i want to do like a handgun course too but we'll see i hear that a place close by does those i don't think they're like overnight courses but i think they're like just <clears throat> daytime tactical shooting i think um 88 tactical does a lot of courses they do it is not in town though it's up north, yeah. from what oh, I okay. understand. Yeah, I mean, if it, you could make it like a day trip or something like that, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Be fun. <clears throat> yeah, that would be good. But, well, buddy, that's my story for today. Man, that was such a good story. I'm all ready for bed now. <clears throat> Me too. Thank you, Daddy. I, gotta, I get to go uh, play Army this weekend. so You get to do the real stuff. <laughs> the real shit now. Yeah. You take that training to those boys. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> well, you enjoy well, enjoy training this weekend. Thank you yep, for your service we'll, in a real way. Thank you for your cervix. My cervix? <laughs> uh, I, just, I don't I have one of those. That. I appreciate that, Justin. Um, we'll uh, come back and be on here, I think, the next episode that we have i think uh we're gonna have uh john brent the from the coach and the vet but the coach on here nice let's do it i want to have him on so he can talk to us about nutrition Ooh, yeah i'm glad for that i am at the brink i have made it to the point in life where i need to make a very big change so that would be super super helpful for me Awesome. So if anybody's listening, the next episode that we air will be with a nutritionist um, or a nutrition coach and a weight loss coach. And he will uh, give you some pointers on maybe getting started on losing some weight or just getting in better shape. So, all right, guys. Well, thanks a lot. And uh, we'll see you next week. You know what I'm saying? We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. See you on the flip side.